Hey, bestie, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the glass ceiling breakers, the bold move makers, the best life living women in the making. This is the hottest place for empowerment, real conversation, inspiration, humor, and tools for you to up-level your life and make some bold moves in that main character energy. So now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit back, and let's get into it. Hey, besties. Welcome back to another episode of Staying Inspired with your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa. Today, I'm here with my special guest, Nancy Spano, who is a wife, mother, motivational speaker dedicated to changing women's lives who have experienced trauma. Uh, Today, we're going to have a juicy conversation about um, navigating the storms and rewriting your story when you have some ish that happens to you, right? Like, So welcome to the show, Nancy. It's a pleasure to have you. And I can't wait to chat. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, um, how, how did you get to where you are today? You're a motivational speaker. You know, I always say we have to speak when we can really give the meat and potatoes of the, the wisdom that we've attained in our lives. It most likely comes from personal experience. So I know that that is to be true, you know, with your experience. So give us a little taste of, of your past and what brought you to where you are today? I, as a child, I suffered with uh, severe chronic depression. Didn't really know where it stemmed from until I was about 18 or 19. I guess they call it now repressed. I, I don't know all the technical terms, but I think about 18 or 19, some things, some flashbacks came up and I uncovered some abuse that I suffered uh, from my uncle, which was upsetting and painful, but it was sort of eye-opening and it sort of made sense to why I was suffering all the depression. So it was not a really good moment, but it sort of made me feel better to why I was suffering and not just because of life, it was due to something sort of floated through life, had a lot of therapy, medication, and fast forward, met my husband, got married, had kids. Unfortunately, we had my first daughter and I lost my dad when I was pregnant with my first daughter, which sent me into postpartum depression. So that was really tough. Yeah. And just never really had my, like, worked in school districts, things like that, but never really had a passion or felt like I had a purpose to why I was here. Until 2019, I suffered a stroke. And it was, you know, different people call it different things, but I call it an awakening. It was really when... I felt like I was so close to death that I had a whole different perspective on life. There there was a time, I call it either the aha moment or the oh shit moment, where I was in the ambulance and the paramedics sort of looked at each other like, we need to get her to like the hospital like now. And it was at that time that my dad, who's deceased, had come to me. And he put his arms around me and he held me and he said, it's all going to be okay. And it was within that 
specific moment that I knew whatever it was, it was going to be okay. And that I always think of the friends episode with pivot (laughs) with the couch. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Well, that was my pivot. (laughs) You know, I just, I had this mindset from that moment. My dad said it was going to be okay. So like, I got this. And that was my mindset that got me through the stroke. Last year, I overcame a bilateral mastectomy. And when I got the diagnosis, I called my husband and I was like, the mass is malignant. And he was like, wait, what? And I was like, I have breast cancer. And he was like, why, how are you so calm? I said, I got this because my feeling was God had a choice to take me through that stroke and he didn't and he didn't for a mighty reason. And if he didn't take me from a stroke, he's not going to take me from breast cancer. And I overcame breast cancer and I got involved with a faith-based speaking group and I just went on my first convention in Colorado a couple of weeks ago. And I feel that since I have overcome everything that's literally been thrown at me, that I have the expertise now to help others overcome obstacles in life. And I am speaking and I really enjoy speaking to women. I'm actually planning on a retreat in Dominican Republic in February to go speak to women and children that have unfortunately dealt with sexual abuse and poverty and things like that. But I really like to speak to women about not so much what your trauma was, but really who you are because you're not your trauma. You know, I've overcome so much. I mean, I could have chose to, you know, take the pity party. You know, poor me, I had a stroke. I was only 47. You know, poor me, I had a bilateral mastectomy. And instead, I had, I chose to have a positive mindset and be resilient and overcome everything. And it's made me so strong. And I feel that I can really, really help specifically women and children overcome those things. I love that. I love that you brought that up because I think, you know, we kind of, sometimes we get caught up in our story of, you know, our experiences, which are, are very valid. Like you've had very valid experiences that have happened to you. But I think, you know, we make choices sometimes in life based on those experiences. And we allow those things to keep us stuck because we feel like that is our highest, you know, like we've reached the ceiling of what we can achieve or who we are. And, you know, for me, it was like finding that turning point and making that decision to start telling myself my story in a way that set me forward rather than keeping me stuck. Because 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 of my experiences, you know, like I made choices that weren't the greatest, <laughs> you know, they weren't the greatest experiences and they kept me stuck. And when, when I started my journey towards, you know, really 
want more in my for my life and for myself and who I was, I would look back at my past in a way that was like shameful or, you know, kind of like, oh, why did I do that? Like regretful. So did, I wanted to ask you, like, did you ever have that experience where you were like, okay, like, let's get the ball moving. Let's start healing. Let's start growing. But then you still had that past that. What was the point where you were like, I need to shift this so that I can keep moving forward? When you bring up shame and, you know, a child that's been molested, you know, by her uncle, there's a lot of shame. At 51 years old, there's still a lot of shame. And I think about it sometimes. And I'm like, wait a minute, did that really happen? But I know it did. That's when my positive mindset has to come in and say, first of all, I was a child. It was out of my control. It was nothing that I did. And second of all, that doesn't define who I am. I am a strong mother. I am a wonderful speaker. I am a amazing wife. <laughs> yeah, you're um, more than that story, right? Like you're more than that story. And, and, and that's what I feel like is so important for women to get. No matter what our experience is, we're more than that story. And it's usually a story that's keeping us stuck and keeping us stagnant and caused all this chaos in our lives. But there comes a point where, like you said, we have to realize that we're more. And it's really discovering what that more is. So, you know, like I want to really dive into what set you forward in realizing that you were more and how did you discover what that more was? I have to say my stroke. It wasn't until my stroke, 47 years old, it was almost like I'm very visual. So I picture like an analogy of like God hitting me upside my head with a lightning bolt. Like, hello, wake up, you know, until that time, I was my abuse. I was my shame. I did sit in my pity party. I was a victim. I was all that yuck. And nobody and nothing could have taken me out of that. And I really feel that God sort of knew that and was like, listen, if I'm going to turn this woman around, it's got to be something big. And that's why I tell my kids, I say, I wake up every morning grateful for my stroke because it was life altering. It changed the wife that I am, the mother that I am, the woman that I am. It's just, it's actually, I go through some periods of like looking at my wedding pictures, which were 18 years ago. And obviously I was there because I'm here and I said, yes. But that woman in those pictures is not me because I know what that woman was thinking. I know how that woman felt and she's not who I am right now with you today. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like such a beautiful thing. And like I always say, and I might be playing like devil's advocate right now, but I'm like a big proponent of when I could truly accept, and although like you're absolutely right, like I look back at who I was 10 years ago and I'm like, that's not me. 
But there was a part of me who felt like I had to completely let go and kind of like forget that past version of myself. But I realized that I was doing myself a disservice doing that because then I wasn't able to really look back at my story for everything that I was needing to put onto my tool belt for who I am today. When I was able to really acknowledge and honor that past version of myself, then I was able to really look at who she was at that time, what she was going through, and what was she giving me for who I was today. And I realized there was so much there, you know? So although, like, I'm not that person, like, I look back and I'm completely physically, emotionally, mentally, completely different, I'm still her because I know that I'm able to look back even today. Because I feel like, you know, we're constantly growing. And when we step in and do something new, I feel like those emotions from our past self sometimes like to creep their way back in. And we have to look back at that past version of ourselves and remind ourselves of the wisdom that we've attained through that situation or that moment in time and apply it to what we're doing today. So, you know, call a devil's advocate, call what you want. <laughs> I feel like it's although we are different, we are still that that version of ourselves to some extent. I truly believe, you know, they say that little girl lives inside you. Absolutely. She's always there. And yes, you know, she, she does come through sometimes. I mean, I do still suffer with anxiety. I do still suffer with depression, not to the, not to the degree that I used to, but you're right. As far as like the tool belt, I always say that, you know, no matter who I meet, no matter what experience I have, during every day, I take a tool from everyone I meet and I put it in my tool belt, you know, how to react to a situation, how to not react to a situation. I totally agree with that little girl is always there. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and now it's like you are giving that version of yourself what she deserves at that time, what she needed at that time, you know, and going back to having the tools, you know, like we are still that version of ourselves, but now we're up level because we have the tools. So when it comes to stepping into your up level version of who you envision yourself to be, what you envision yourself to be doing, what were some tools that you had to attain along that journey in order to become the person that you are today? Some of the tools were actually, I think, as a young woman feeling very depressed, I took on the victim mentality. And I feel that if I kept that victim mentality throughout everything that I've overcome recently, like the stroke and the breast cancer, I would still be stuck in that place. And again, I keep going back to my stroke. I don't know. I don't know what happened. The makeup of my brain changed. And it didn't hurt to have my dad come to me and tell me that it was all going to be okay. And that was really the moment that I was like, I'm not the victim anymore. Like, I feel privileged to still be here because I really felt that God and I had a moment and, you know, not verbally, but there was like a message being sent to me 
And I was told, if I send you back, you're going to walk in your purpose. And my purpose is to speak. And I feel like we shook on it. And I said, yes. And he gave me the permission to be here to go forward. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. And I love what you said about being happy. And you used another word, but right as you said it, I went back and said, to me, that just shouts gratitude, which for me and my experience, gratitude was like one of the first energies that I was able to really tap into that propelled me forward in life. When I was able to look at things through that gratitude mindset, I was able to dig out those deeper hidden gems. And to me, that's one of the most powerful tools that we can have in our belt through any experience. And then that's not to say like, you know, when you're going through the thick of it and you got some ish on your plate that you're not supposed to be like, well, we should be grateful for this. Like by all means, feel the feels, like have yourself a day, a week, whatever you need. But then there comes a point like don't stay stuck is what I'm saying. You know, like have those tools and gratitude is such a powerful tool to have. Taking yourself out of that victim mentality and realizing life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. And it, it's up to you to do that work, right? Yeah, I could have taken the mindset, like I said, of, you know, oh my God, now I have a stroke. Oh my God, now I have to get over breast cancer. I didn't take on that mindset at all. I was grateful. So I had like a, not not the same experience as you, but I had a moment in life where I, I think, you know, the, simil the similar experience takeaway here is like life is not promised. And we could be here today and gone tomorrow. What are you doing with your life now? How are you making your impact now? Who are you being now that is going to say to you, I did the thing and I did it well. And I was me and I lived my life for myself. And at my moment in time, I wasn't doing any of those things. <laughs> and I realized I'm going to make a change here. You know, and there were some things that I needed to overcome in order to step into my higher self and rewrite my story, you know? And I think an important thing when it comes to rewriting your story is you hold that power. Like for so long, I think we live in a such a, a powerless mindset of our experiences happening to us, people happening to us, life happening to us. And we have, feel like we have no control. But when you take the reins and you rewrite your story and you step into that like okay I'm going to I'm going to do the thing you're giving yourself that power back and that control back to rewrite your story so I want to ask you what would you say to someone who is looking to rewrite their story where can they find their story because I think for a lot of women who are going through a lot of things and in that mindset of life happening to us and victim mentality you lose yourself in that. And when you when you start digging yourself out, you're kind of like, I don't even know who I am because for so long I've labeled myself as these experiences and this trauma. So, you know, what is one tip or, you know, takeaway that they can take from this, our time together in terms of rewriting their story? Where can they look for that? My husband's in recovery he's been drinking forever <laughs> and um he's sober 13 years now and i really feel that 
that moment, that pivot, that time is different for everybody because it comes at such different times. Like for him, it was, we had two small children. He knocked over a beer on the nightstand and the whole room smelled like a fraternity. And we have two little girls crying, you know, not crying, but, you know, two little girls running around. And for him, it was that moment. He looked around and he was like, what, what am I doing? I'm drinking every day, every night. There's a beer on my nightstand. I have two beautiful children, a beautiful wife, and I'm drinking. Like I'm blurring everything that God has given me with this alcohol. And he poured that drink down the drain. He went to the refrigerator. He poured all the beer that he had out. And from that day till today, he has not had a drink. You know, they say sometimes you have to hit rock bottom. And rock bottom for everybody is different. You know, my rock bottom, I hit my rock bottom. I thought I hit my rock bottom when I suffered with postpartum depression after losing my father and being pregnant with my firstborn. And I did make some changes after that. But like, again, like I keep saying, it goes back to my stroke. For me, it was my stroke. You know, for my husband, it was two beautiful kids and a room smelling like a fraternity. I don't think there's like a cookie cutter time for people. I think you just need to whatever it is for you, you need to get to that point and be like, what am I doing? You know, and, and I really feel that not everybody gets that. You know, there are people out there that continue to drink, continue to drug, continue to, you know, cheat on their wives, cheat on their husbands. You know, just like we have the power, I think of it as a light switch. Just like you have the power to turn the light switch on, you have the power to turn the light switch off. And we have the power, you know, the other analogy I'm very visual is the Wizard of Oz when Dorothy had the red shoes, you know, and the witch said to her, you've had your, you've had the power to go home all along. It's within you. You just, I guess you just have to want it enough. You know, you have to be sick and tired of having that victim mentality. You have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And wherever that time is for you is your moment to pivot and change your mindset. Yeah, I love that. And I, I love what you said, you know, like focusing on the things that you want. Because I think for a lot of women or people in general, you know, when they go through a traumatic experience or, you know, or just in a point in their lives where they're stuck, they may not be realizing that they're constantly focusing on those things that are keeping them stuck, you know, the things that we don't want in our lives. And if you constantly, even though you don't want it, you know, and you're like, I, this is not who I want to be. I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to be experiencing this. I don't want to be this person. We focus on it. And what you focus on, you attract into your life. So I say, you know, instead of focusing on the things that you don't want, you know, I, I, whether, you know, whatever it is, plug it in, start focusing on what it is that you want in your life. And that, you know, comes with finding who you are. Start discovering yourself, you know, form that relationship with yourself again. That's outside of 
your experiences. Tap into here, take yourself out of here and discover who you are and the things that light you up. Tap into your joy. Like I, I know I mentioned this before, but like doing what I'm doing now, I've had memories from when I was a child come back into my my memory that I totally forgot about. And then all of a sudden I was like doing something and then it just popped into my brain, like having my little microphone and setting up my stuffed animals and and, <laughs> and like talking to them and singing songs to them. Yeah, and I totally forgot about that. But it's like, you know, you find yourself again. You find yourself again because you're in your joy and you're in your passion, you're in your purpose. You're outside of that victim mentality of things happening to you and you realize that, Life is happening for you because you take the control. You're able to rewrite your story and overcome, you know, whatever it is that that you're going through because you have the power to do so. And you are the comeback queen. <laughs> you know, I always told my girls, find your purpose, find your purpose. But, you know, I was coming from a place before my stroke that I didn't know my purpose. And, you know, we would go to, we would go to Disney and I would talk to the moms online because you're online for two hours. And my girls would like hide their faces because they were so embarrassed because, oh my God, my mom talks to everybody. And it wasn't until I was still and quiet. My purpose is to speak. And I've been doing it all along. I've been doing it all my life, literally. And my girls have been telling me to shut up. And at one time, I was like, you know what? They're right. I'm embarrassing them, the poor things, blah, blah, blah. And then God said, no, that's your purpose. It's literally at the tip of your tongue. Like, hello, that just came up for me while you were talking. This has been such a powerful conversation. I do want to mention that Nancy also has a book that she's releasing in the fall of 2023 called Stroke of Love. So keep a lookout for that. And I'll definitely ha probably have to have you back so you can talk about your book writing experience because I think that's something that all the aspiring authors listening right now would love to hear the juicy deets on. Um, but before we end, I always do something fun, um, whether it's a game or a question. So you had mentioned that your favorite movie was Grease, which I love that movie as well. I watched it so many times as a kid and even to this day. If you were to say, if you had to pick one of the pink ladies, who would you say you most relate to? I've always been Sandy. Always. It, I mean, even as a kid, like you were saying, you used to talk to your animals you know my my friends and I would you know put on shows and and sing down in my girlfriend's basement and I was always Sandy <laughs> oh I love that I love that I was it was hard for me to pick I was like hmm, who am I I feel like I'm like a combination of like I don't know like Marty Jan and Rizzo yes I see you as Rizzo yeah and Marty with the maraschino yeah. cherry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. It's been so much fun. Such a pleasure. Such a juicy conversation. Um, for anybody listening, keep a lookout again for Stroke of Love by Nancy Spano, fall of 2023. And until next time, stay inspired. 
Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired. Stay inspired.